You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Tuesday, May 7th. It is still National Teacher Appreciation Week. It is. Managed to get the uh, the crockpot started for the fiesta today that we're doing at, uh, at St. Mark's for all the teachers there. Is it Taco Tuesday? I, well, I think so. Something, I don't know if they're having tacos. They're, <laughs> they're, they're having a fiesta lunch. I'm not yeah, sure if that includes tacos. It was just Cinco de Mayo, too. Tacos, yes. Yeah, so got that going for them this morning. Uh, thank you, <laughs> teachers, for all you do. And uh, just uh, enjoyed sharing yesterday's story with them and some of my teachers that... Uh, Found it, found the story, oh, shared it with fun. them yesterday. So that was fun too. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we two, should do that again. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that every day. Thank you, we teachers. Could. We also need to thank our nurses this week too. Hey, yes, we do. It's I saw that on, on Facebook nurse too. Appreciation Week as well. We should do that. And uh, nurses have played a key role in, uh, well, in just in providing care for us, especially those parish nurses. Mm, they yeah. work pretty hard. We've got some cool parish nurses around the area. We do. Um, I know out in in our neck of the woods, we have a cool one that uh, an LSS community right next door. So we're very thankful for them as well. Mm-hmm. So thank you nurses, thank you teachers, thank you everybody. <laughs> Living out your vocations faithfully. <laughs> Two great topics on deck today. Um, it's um, May, which is kind of like October, which is Awareness Awareness Month. It really is. Awareness Awareness Month. Uh, a, a couple of awareness topics this month, and one of them is Lyme disease, um, mm-hmm. which uh, if we want to talk about tick-borne illnesses, I could tell you a whole ton <laughs> about that. Um, but it's, a, it, it, you know, you may, you, you probably, you're probably at the point where you've, you've heard of someone that has experienced Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's getting to the point now where you actually know someone who has experienced Lyme disease. Uh, In that boat now, I do not have Lyme disease as far as I know, but I know someone who has Lyme disease and uh, excited to share her story today. And also uh, the Reverend Dr. Steve Shave, LCMS uh, City Mission and um, Church Planting, he's going to come share with us uh, a a national conference that he went to in D.C. and what's going on in terms of, of meeting the needs of those in the city and around the country. So hope you stick around for that as well. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Joining us this morning, Bethany Andrews. She's Director of Christian Education at Zion Lutheran Church, known as Zion Harvester Mm -hmm. in St. Charles, Missouri. (laughs) Bethany, thanks so much for joining us. Good morning. Now, you are always so gracious and share your story of your encounter, your experience with Lyme disease. You've, and with it being Lyme Disease Awareness Month, you've been sharing uh, at least a post a day, if not more, just uh, graciously sharing your story, helping us be aware of what is Lyme disease. And what does that mean for you, especially looking at this um, looking at this disease from with a Lutheran worldview? And what does that mean as a Christian when you encounter um, you know, a disease, a malady like this? And, and you've done it so graciously. And I think um, just how you've gone about it is is a good perspective for us to have and, and also to increase awareness. When did you first learn that, um, when did you first get, get an idea that you might have Lyme disease? Um, it really actually didn't cross my mind until a doctor told me in 2012. Um, I was bit by a tick in um, the summer of 2006, our family vacationed in northern Minnesota when I was young, and um, I had been bit by a wood tick, not a deer tick, and at that point in time, they didn't think wood ticks carried Lyme disease, um, but I had had a rash, and so I went to the doctor then, and he said, if the rash goes away, we won't worry about it. If it comes back or if it gets bigger, um, then we'll do something, and it went away, and so um, didn't really think about it again until... Um, the summer of 2011, I was a camp counselor 
at one of our Lutheran camps in Indiana and um, was experiencing some really strange symptoms then and went to the doctor a couple times and finally they were like, it's MS, it's MS, you should go um, get tested for multiple sclerosis and see a neurologist. And um, I was lucky enough to get in with a doctor um, who I fondly refer to as Dr. House, <laughs> she's like my Dr. House, um, because she looks at the whole person and she looks at the history. And um, after spending three hours talking with her in January of 2012, she looked at me and said, I think you have Lyme disease. Um, and so it wasn't until then that it crossed my mind that that tick bite from six years prior could be connected to what I was experiencing at that point in time. It's so great to have your own personal doctor house. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but finding finding doctors like that uh, can be can be a real a real challenge when you have a lot of uh, a lot of strange symptoms that don't really seem to match anything exactly. Uh, what what were some of those challenges um, right at the beginning of of uh, right around your diagnosis? Yeah, um, so I had been experiencing it started with um, numbness and tingling in my hands that spread to my face and my legs and the rest of my body. Um, and so that was just really strange. And at the point at the time it was started, we thought stress. I'm a camp counselor working in summer camp, not a lot of sleep. Um, was a college student. Like, there's no, no stress on. there. No, None. Mm-hmm. no stress whatsoever. <laughs> um, and so we checked it up to that, but it, it progressively got worse and ended up with heart pain and severe fatigue and exhaustion. Um, basically felt like I had been hit by a bus uh, for multiple months on end mm. and just some intense nerve pain as well. And so not symptoms you can go to a, a typical doctor or urgent care and just say, these are my symptoms, mm-hmm. tell me what I have. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, thankfully I had this connection to this doctor and she was brave enough to um, know what Lyme disease was and how to treat it and to do that research. Um, and it was really her learning with me um, and with other patients because doctors don't always treat Lyme. Um, some doctors don't even think it can exist in bodies past six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's been six years. It can live dormant in the body. Um, the bacteria can and build up defenses, which is what had happened in my body. And um, and so having a doctor who is brave enough to say, let's treat this and let's try this, um, when it at the time it wasn't highly favored um, in the medical community to do that. Um, thankfully, that's starting to change, but it's still... A challenge within the Lyme community and those who deal with tick-borne illness and disease because it's something we can't see and it's something there isn't a lot of research behind to prove um, and to um, test for. So, yeah. I, I can certainly identify with that. I mm-hmm. had some symptoms last yeah. year and uh, thankful to have a doctor, a physician like yours, who was willing to think and and look at other options and ask questions that not every physician would ask. And turns out I didn't have a gallbladder that was inflamed. I ended up having a tick-borne illness as well, alpha-gal syndrome, um, but that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, um, but, I've been in that book too, but not tick-borne. <laughs> <laughs> Completely so, different. <laughs> so I, I, I certainly can identify with uh, you know being so grateful to have a physician who, who asks those questions questions that aren't just the typical questions that like like you said if you, you can't mm-hmm. go to an urgent care and and really get an answer mm-hmm. to that necessarily because it's it's questions that are outside of the box 
Um, but with the increase, I, I've been learning more and more about the increase of uh, a variety of, of ticks that are just making their way into the Midwest here. And uh, so I think we're going to see more increases of, you know, an increasing rate of Lyme disease and, and other tick-borne illnesses. Tell us about the process of being treated for Lyme disease. Once you your, your physician said, you know, I think this is Lyme disease, let's move forward. What was that process of treatment like? So Lyme disease is is tricky because it presents itself differently in every person. Um, so for me, thankfully, like our, we our standard of treatment in the United States is six weeks of antibiotics. Um, if you've been bit by a tick, that's the standard of treatment. Um, so that's what we started with was antibiotics and then also supporting that with um, supplements and vitamins. So really the goal was to repair my immune system to be as strong as possible so that it could fight for itself uh, because it had been depleted so much. And on top of that, also trying to kill the bacteria because it's a bacterial infection. Um, there are little bacteria bugs in your body that need to not be there anymore. Um, and so one way is through antibiotics. Um, but with Lyme, because every person is different, there is no this is the set of antibiotics and the set of supplements every person needs to take because everybody reacts differently. So when I was first diagnosed in January, we started with baseline, these are antibiotics that we know treat par different parts of the life cycle of the Lyme bacteria, as well as here multivitamins, probiotics, and stuff that most people would take anyway, um, just to be healthy. Um, and so my doctor at that point, I asked her, I said, how long? And she said three to six months. Um, but little did we know then that was not going to be the case. And it took us about a year to figure out the right combination of medication for me um, to really hit the Lyme bacteria hard. Um, because with Lyme disease, a lot of the time you will also get co-infections, which mm -hmm. are things like babesiosis and Bartonella mm -hmm. and Ehrlichia. Um, you have to treat other bacteria as well then. Um, and so it just, it complicates the, the process. Um, thankfully, once we did figure out the right treatment protocol for me, um, within, I would say six months, we saw massive improvement. And then I followed that. I actually did um, some hyperbaric oxygen therapy treatment um, in Wisconsin for a month, which meant I went into a machine that looked like a submarine and wore an <laughs> astronaut type helmet. Um, and basically I was under pressure but I breathed 100% oxygen, which gets that oxygen through, uh, or gets your blood blood cells circulate faster. It gets the oxygen into your red blood cells faster, which means um, your, the oxygen gets through your body and promotes cell growth and healing. Um, and so that was the goal with that. And that really brought back a lot of my energy um, because at that point I was on the end of my um, antibiotic treatment and stuff like that. But it varies. Some people have to do IV antibiotics. We talked about that. Um, we came close to that. Thankfully, didn't have to. Um, we talked about a lot of other options as well, but it does vary from person to person. Thankfully, um, I was able to treat it both with antibiotics and vitamins and then oxygen. <laughs> Going through uh, just the the process of finding finding the right treatment can be uh, can be really challenging and and, and um, just hard on your on your mental and emotional state. Um, how how did God provide for you in this time of of questions and confusion and and and, uh, and just challenging times? We have we have what about a one and a half yeah. one and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
most certainly through people, um, through the right people that could speak truth into me um, when I needed to hear it most through his word. Um, he was always there with that encouraging verse. Um, but yes, when you go through a traumatic or a chronic illness, you you learn who those people that support and love you are. And thankfully, that was the body of believers in my life and um, have continued to support and walk that journey with me. So. Thanks be to God for mm-hmm. those people who who will one speak, like you said, speak that truth, speak the word of God to you to provide that, that word of truth that is so life sustaining. And, and two, who uh, won't look at you and think that you're totally crazy because you have these <laughs> symptoms that don't yeah. seem to make sense to everyone else. So mm-hmm. um, what do you want those of us who like to be outdoors, uh, everyday people um, to know about Lyme disease? We have just a half a minute left. Just be aware. Um, make sure if you are bit by a tick that you seek treatment. And um, But don't be afraid either. Be outside. God's created something beautiful and has given it to us to experience and explore and enjoy. Um, and I'm one of those people who still loves the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so be aware, but enjoy it as well. Bethany, thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. And thanks be to God for uh, for your recovery. And uh, mm-hmm. so glad to hear that it's a, a story that you can share with others joyfully. Thanks so much. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to check in with Reverend Dr. Steve Shave, LCMS City Mission and uh, church planting as well. Stick around. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Mm-hmm.